Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of the Mass Effect podcast and this is take two. Um, <laughs> we just uh, did about five minutes and then I realised I hadn't actually pressed record. Um, so sorry Andrew, um, <laughs> but here we go again. It was, only, go again. it was probably an irrelevant five minutes anyway really, we, didn't, we just kind of didn't really get into much so... Nah. It's all good. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we'll have Andrew Taylor with me um, and we're we are going to delve a bit deeper into uh, his life, um, 35 years young and um, had some really, really um, well, cool sporting endeavours. He's He's been at the highest level um, in, in, a, in a sport that probably not a lot of people know too much about, to be honest, which is cool. So we're going to talk about that and we're going to get to know a little bit of Andrew's story. So welcome onto the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. No worries, take two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, born and bred Dubbo boy. Yep. Uh, moved to Sydney um, when I was 18. Yep. Um, obviously to chase a cycling dream, as yep. most uh, yep. Dubbo community yep. um, know. I had a good friend, Jeff Mann, um, yep. worked for the paper, so I yeah made it in the Daily Liberal work. Yeah, a few times, which yeah. was which was good. Actually, if I actually googled you before this, and there was quite a number of things popped up. There's one thing that popped up. That we're going to talk about a bit later. Yeah, on. okay, fantastic. But, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So you had a you had a very illustrious career, I guess. Career, I guess. Um, what what? How, how did you get into cycling? Because like, it's one of the, it's a sport. I, I guess like was it something you fell into? Was it or was it something you were interested in? Like how did that happen? Uh, yeah, a funny story actually. Um, I. As a kid, four or five, I remember very vividly, um, I owned a, a little red BMX, yep. training wheels, and I used to think I was I was Batman. <laughs> I had a, had a cape on, yep. and um, I, yeah, I used to ride up and down, up and down the driveway, and I used to get mum come out, and she would, I'd have to make her hold yep. uh, my cape, so I thought I was flying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the end, uh, one of mum's um, friends, his kids, Yep. Uh, road yep. Um, and happened to come around one of these times and went bring him down to the cycling oval so yeah, yeah that's where, where that's it sort where of started. started yeah because yeah, I guess it's like like you know growing up as a kid like a lot of a lot of kids you know tend to lean towards soccer and football and netball and things like that so it's not really because it's not a sport that's too in your face is it it's not like it's out there out there no it's not it's, it's one of those sports where you sort of get into it because of somebody else somebody else um, yeah. or your child gets into it so you get into it or, yeah. or, or vice versa it's yeah. that generational yeah. type type thing because um, we, we were talking before we we jumped on and we we're talking about you know the olympics being the pinnacle of the sport and stuff like that and how we don't really get to see cycling in those sports regularly like it's not something that's mainstream as much no i think i think with the the change in um, social media and yeah. foxtel and things like that it's it's sports like that are getting bigger, bigger yeah um but yeah it's not it's not mainstream because all olympic sports aren't privatized yes. they don't have the sponsorship value that yeah. you know a an NRL, sport does, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's so it's you know every four years yeah. or five years now, yeah. Um, yeah, you know I look forward to watching the sports like the gymnastics and things yeah. like that that aren't usually on yeah. mainstream TV. The things that you don't get to see, but you are right because I mean you you can literally Foxtel does does have quite a number of different sports on there quite regularly, and even even like KO and channels like that have heaps of different stuff on there now. So it is probably a lot better than what it used to yeah, be. Yeah, but I think, yeah, the, the good thing about the Olympics is you're kind of forced to watch some yeah. sports as well, yeah. which which works well for, um, you know, sports that you don't usually see. see it sort of makes yeah. communities go, oh, I didn't even know that sport or I didn't know that person from Australia yeah. was that good. 
was that good at that? Yeah. yeah, or we had somebody who who pursued that or whatever. So can kind of build a profile for that particular person as well. So you went into um, so after you sort of got started, um, so obviously like you're a velodrome cyclist, so um, so that's kind of like. I guess it's kind of it's kind of short and sharp, isn't it? Yeah. So as a kid, I sort of I rode everything. Yeah. Um, out here, we did we did everything. We did track. We did road. Yeah. Um, actually, won a, a Australian road title as an under oh, fifteen. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. And then sort of had to make the decision. Um, once I like I was all right. Yeah. Um, won a few a heap of Australian medals and and Australian titles, and then yeah. a, a time came I I played soccer and I was okay at soccer yeah um now yep. i'm not i've got two left feet and can't <laughs> kick a ball i don't know what happened in the you know those few years yeah but um yeah a time came where i had to decide which what i was going to do which was going to go soccer or cycling and yeah um sounds like you made the right choice i think so uh, yeah to an extent yeah. i think um monetary wise i didn't make the right choice because there's no <laughs> money in cycling but yeah. you know the accolades and the experiences and things that i've i've got from from cycling yeah and the things yeah. that you wouldn't, you you'd, you know, you, you can't regret anything. And I think, yeah. like, obviously, you've you've seen some things. You've been around the world. You've had some amazing experiences. Yeah. So. Yeah. At the end of the day, every decision you make, it, it it's 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 a positive. Yeah. You, you can't regret what you because you don't know what's down that next road. No, hundred you know, percent. I could have chose soccer and you know never left Dubbo and yeah. never been any good or blow a knee out or anything yeah. like anything can happen can't it yeah. so but you know you were blessed with some of the best glutes hamstrings and quads in the business so that was an after effect of cycling <laughs> yeah yeah funny story actually i i won uh year 10 formal best calves awards so, oh did you you know that, they, they were there yeah an actual fact your yeah your 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 calves quads hamstrings glutes everything mate it's just it's it's impressive and obviously that's what we're gonna we'll talk about powerlifting as we get into it a bit more but it's probably a natural progression for you so all right so with your cycling um so when when did when did you kind of discover that oh hang on a minute i'm actually good at this like uh i think the you know um out here, I was okay. Yep. Um, I, I grew up in an era where we had a big bunch of great young kids that all got along, all yeah. trained with each other, um, but I definitely wasn't the best. Yep. Um, yep. And I think under 13s was the year state titles. We hold the state track titles here every year. Yep. Um, I won all three titles and then that sort of went... Oh, okay. I'm pretty good at this. I'm all right. Um, yeah. And then it just it just flowed on from there. And then Went you started Australian titles, and um, you know started placing and winning, and yeah. Um, so it just it was it was a step step by step from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So just talk us through you know the event that the events that you competed in. So what were they, and you know what sort of um, you know just just so we can get an idea, I guess, of what what we, what we can picture in our heads. Yeah. So velodrome cycling, obviously, yep. um, most velodromes are a forty-five degree made out of um, timber. Timber, um, yeah, which are quite slippery and and whatnot. They're two hundred fifty meters round. Yep. Um, and you know you you think of forty-five degree angle, and yep. you're trying to ride around there on nineteen mil thick tires. Um, it's yeah. sort of it's it's fairly scary. Like if yeah. if anybody ever gets a chance to actually stand at the top of a side track and look down, you'll like see the take, angle. yeah, and take that opportunity yeah. to have a look and go. Oh, 
When you say 45, I, I just automatically think of a 45-degree leg press in the gym. You yeah. Can see, you can kind of think about how that angle yeah. is sharp. Yeah. And so we've yeah. got a ride around that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So so basically my events were the, the, the fast fast ones, sprint, yep. Kieran, team yep. sprint. Yep. Um, mainly the Kieran was, was my pet event. Yeah. Um, I ended up riding senior world titles 2013. Yeah. Um, and I was only thinking about this this morning. Um, I, I should have... I should have won that event, or I should have I yep. should have actually finished second in that event. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably one regret. Um, yeah. Cycling, cycling is all about millimeters, oh, inches, and yeah. and milliseconds. Yep. And you know, um, the guy that should have won it actually got disqualified for a, a, a silly impediment. Yeah. Um, I was in the era where they started to outrule um, shoulder barges and. You know, oh, okay. Um, that type of stuff. It's it's turned into you. You, you kind of can't touch too anyone. close to yeah. anybody or crowd yeah. anybody anymore. Whereas yeah. the old school era where I was, you could bump yeah. and barge and yeah. yeah, all that sort of stuff. So a roller derby. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of like <laughs> that. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just can't take your hands off your bars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but that was my event, and, and yeah, it, I ended up finishing fourth, and probably should have. Become world champion yeah, or, or minimum silver medal medal there, um, yeah. but yeah, they're they're my events, the the speedy ones. Yeah, so there the, when you, I, I mean, I always like I can picture the team events because usually there's four of you huh, in the team events. So the four the four is the individual pursuit. That's pursuit, the long sorry, that's the, the long team one. sprint yeah. is yeah. there's three, yeah. and each bloke does a lap each. So ah, I was the third yeah. wheel, so yeah. I had to do three laps. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah, and so that's the hardest the thing. Hardest and I was one. a bit. I was a bit slower off the mark yeah. um, than a couple of others, but I won a couple of Australian titles, um, 2013, 2014, yeah. in that event um, with a couple of good mates that I travelled around with, Jamie Green and, and Mitch Bullen. Mitch yeah. Bullen was one of my um, yeah. best men at my wedding. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, awesome. It's um, yeah, it's a, it's a. Obviously, like you probably discovered that you were built for short, sharp, explosive. Um, you know, explosive impact and stuff like that, and that's obviously why why you went from the road to the velodrome, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I was obviously better at those events, so yeah. that they're the events I sort of started to yeah. started to target and, and come and chase. on. Let's be honest, who likes endurance stuff anyway? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't like sitting on the bike for too long. No, nah, no, I wouldn't imagine it to be too comfortable either. So, nah. so let's talk about your cycling career. Let's talk about some of the achievements because you've got a long list here, mate. It's pretty impressive, and obviously, um, well, firstly, you know, you you went to the AIS as well. Yeah, so um, sort of starting the starting the career off, I rode Junior Worlds. Yeah. Um, as a 17, 18 year old, um, yep. and then. Um, didn't have a really good junior worlds. Finished fourth and seventh, but yep. not amazing. Yep. Um, and then thought, all right, I've got to chase this dream. Moved to Sydney. Um, soon found out that, you know, that wasn't all that it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Um, you know, you got an hour drive to training, an hour drive home. You got to work. You're on minimum wage. Yep. It was really really hard. Difficult. So that that sort of didn't last too long. I I trained my ass off for for ten months. Yep. Four a.m. start work. 6 p.m. for a couple of hours, get home at 10 p.m., yeah, do it all over again. Get I ready sort of, and go again. Yeah, yeah, sort of burnt out. So um, took a couple of years off. Yeah. Um, had my local coach, um, Gussie Dawson, yep. um, here in Dubbo, and I reckon once a week, twice a week, he'd ring me for the two years, three years I was down there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Saying, what are you doing? Why aren't you training? Come back. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was lucky enough to land a, a gig um, working down there for a – 
event management company called Sold Out. Yeah, yep. Family owned business, and I think they were a big support because obviously my mum lived, still lived in Dubbo, so yep. I had no real supports down there. Yeah, had a couple of uh, you know friends and things down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were an amazing family that took me in and. Um, the types of events that we did, like I ended up getting um, working on a supercar team, driving oh, supercars wow. to yeah, awesome. to promos and hanging out with Todd and Rick Kelly and Mark yeah. Scaife, things like that. Yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm this little guy on <laughs> 400, 400 bucks a week yeah, and, yeah. and here I am hanging out with these guys. Yeah. Um, so the experience, um, albeit I didn't uh, get to the cycling pinnacle as, as quick as I wanted to, yeah. um, those type of experiences, you know, travelling to – to China for work, for baseball and, yeah. and things like that, um, yeah. a, a second to none in what... Yeah, absolutely, you know. life experiences and stuff that you've learnt and, uh, and earned along the way. Because, yeah, I'd imagine, like you said, it's pretty scary. Like it's, I guess it happens still now, you know, a lot of young guys pack up and, get, and go and try and pursue a career in footy or something like that as well. And, you know, it's pretty common for homesickness and everything to kick in. Like, I know, because it is, like you said, an hour travel to, to and from and you're dealing with a lot more things and, you, and you've got a limited amount of money that you've got to live off. And I, I think that's, I think a lot of people miss that with professional athletes. Like, yeah, yeah okay, it's all, once you make it to the top, there but yeah. it's all that hard work to get getting there. there all those sacrifices yeah. all that you know long training sessions and yeah. and things like that all alone that people don't sort of see all that that background yeah that's all the hard stuff isn't it? that's the stuff that no yeah because the man the man on top of the mountain doesn't just land there doesn't no, there's, the there's you know you've got your handful that really see what you put in yeah um but the majority all they see is you winning and the accolades that, that, yeah you know congratulations to yeah. you yeah. Same as a, same as a footy player who's like you know he's playing first grade oh now he's been picked for Origin oh he's you know that's fantastic but they don't realise what he's had to go through he's yeah. left his family when he was sixteen and he's been a boarding school and he's you know he's yep. struggled and he's done all the things he's had to do yeah but well you talk you talk you look at um, Ikevalu yeah you know at the Roosters still yeah. still works full time yeah. and, and scored five tries the other yeah day, you yeah know? poor bugger I was thinking the other day because I'm. You know, being a Mad Rooster supporter, the um, <laughs> what do you do with him next week when Morris and uh, and and um, and Tupu come back? Yeah, you, you kind of can't. You, you kind of can't, you can't say, well, mate, you weren't good enough last week. Young yeah. scored five tries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy trying to juggle everything and be a professional or be an athlete as such is pretty hard. So Adelaide was where the AIS was, wasn't it? So yeah, you Adelaide. so you came back to Dubbo. Yeah. So from Sydney, moved back to Dubbo. Yeah. Um, moved back in. Uh, 2007. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of started training my ass off, really. Yeah. Um, doing my own thing here. Then I, I picked up a, a new coach that moved back from China. Yep. Ex world champion Sean Eady. Everyone would remember him um, with the big, huge beard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, track cyclist that yep. was a big, huge beard. Yeah. Um, yeah, he took, took me on board and, um, you know, he was an old school. Let's get in the gym. Let's get strong. Let's get strong on the bike. Yeah. Um, he understood the life sport balance. Balance, um, yeah, which is really understood important. that you know sometimes when you're living in the country, you can't get on the track. So he wrote programs so we could do efforts on the road, yeah. on our track bikes, and and things like that. Yeah, um, yeah. really, really switched on. Um, so I worked with him from 2009 through until 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he he just yeah leaves and bounds just yeah. tick the boxes helped off. you heaps yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so moved to so between 2010 and 2014 2015 yeah. I spent a lot of time travelling from uh, Dubbo Sydney Adelaide Sydney 
so on and so forth. Just here and there because obviously um, working under someone that had that amount of um, understanding and knowledge, obviously my potential just kept growing. Kept going, yeah, Um, yeah. So I slowly started to get more trips to Adelaide to the AOS. Um, They were very wary Obviously, of my age, yeah, they they like to have somebody come in for three Olympic cycles, yeah. Um, but because my age was, you know, twenty four, twenty five, yeah. I rode worlds when I was twenty seven. They don't want to take anyone on full time who's on kind that, of that bit older on that basis, even though it's not old. Yeah, it's like you look at other countries. Other countries they have, you know, ten to twelve athletes in their yeah. main program, and and some of them. I rode at Junior Worlds that are still in the program, still competing yeah. top ten. Yeah, wow. um, but Australia is a little bit. A little I suppose different. It's in, I suppose it's an investment uh, financially as well in, in those athletes. So I guess they kind of like they don't want to have this hit and miss. They kind of have to long term strategize. Yeah, yeah, and have a plan because I mean, obviously, an Olympics is every four years. So when you think about it, you know, you see it, you see guys doing three Olympics. That's twelve years yeah, at the top. That's a big chunk. Yeah. yeah, which is a lot of time, and that's a lot of training and a lot of effort, isn't it? Like, yeah, a lot yeah, of a lot of work, and obviously, you know, financial commitments and everything that come with that as well. So. Yeah, so um, the AIS was it was in Adelaide. So interestingly, is that where the cycling side of it was? Or yeah, that's so that's where cycling's based. Um, yeah. That's where volleyball's based as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they work out of the same same yeah. gym and things like that down there. Um, so everything's set up down there at the moment. They've got a gym and everything set up in the middle of the velodrome. So wow. everything is housed. Yeah. yeah, just there. Yeah. Um, but that's where that's where everything is. So I I'd spend a lot of time there. Here and, and Sydney because yep. the coach is was based in in Sydney. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's there was a lot of alone time, a lot of missing out on occasions, yeah. um, a lot of things like that. Where I'm, I'm very lucky that I had a very good group of friends that yeah. understood understood, yeah. um, understood why I'd come to something for five minutes or not come to it at all or come and not have a beer yeah. or or eat what they're eating or yeah. or not have the cake and, and things yeah. like that. I yeah. was I was very lucky that I could you know say no or say yes or I've got to go or, or, or things like that. You had that, you had that support, yeah. Because, I mean, I guess obviously, you know, with, with what you were doing and so many sacrifices you would have had to make um, because, you know, you, you can't you, – you, well, you can't just have a bender with the boys, you know. You can't do stuff like that. Well, you can, but you're probably going <laughs> to not be able to <laughs> yeah, perform yeah, the, the next day. <laughs> you don't wake up real good the next day <laughs> jumping on the bike. No, 100%. So, um, all right. So, um, I mean, from there, let's talk about – what you achieved as a cyclist because, I mean, um, you talked a little bit about your junior Australian road and track champ um, and then you've kind of – you did a bit of travelling and stuff too, didn't you? Because you competed you competed around the world. Yeah, so, so. so from 2010, obviously, um, I started to hit my peak and and become one of the Australia's best, yep. you know, track cyclists. In, in, the, in the elite, um, yep. So they, they kind of – they didn't – they don't like to – like I said, they want someone for 12 years. Yeah. Um, but I was sort of ticking all the boxes that they had to start to give me yeah. some races. So, I, yeah, I went over to Beijing, yeah. um, went to Scotland, went to Russia, different different places like yeah. that, racing, racing World Cups. Yeah. Um, there was one time I, I went to Beijing for uh, World Cup 20, yeah. 2012 um, and went there six, seven days before competition and – the airline lost my bike, lost my bags. Oh, um, no. So I ended up with with <laughs> no clothes, nothing, no bags, nothing. No it bike. was just lucky that instilled 
since we were kids, pack your helmet, pack your bike shoes, pack a skin suit, yep. pack a fresh set of clothes in your carry-on. Carry-on, yeah. So that yeah. you could if at something least happens. wear yeah. them for two days, wash your clothes that you wore, um, and you've always got your, your own helmet, your own bike yeah. shoes and your own skin suit. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky in that regard, but having no bike and going to race, it was basically my first international or, or world cup yeah um, and you had a massive spanner for, thrown for in the years. works yeah um and it was oh, so stressful yeah. i was luckily i roomed with um a, a lovely south australian guy glenn 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 can't remember his name but yeah. i borrowed his endurance bike now, yeah. endurance bikes and sprint bikes are set up so different differently yeah um his was 20 mil bigger in both height and yep. width, width yep. um, the bars were um, wider. So we rode um, 33 centimetre bars yep. width. Yep. They rode 40 centimetre bars width. So seven yep. centimetres. Extra hanging off the top. Oh, yeah. 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 So I did a, did a few efforts on that, but it was just like, it, it was almost riding, um, you know, like getting on a mountain bike. Yeah, it, it was almost riding when you're a kid and you yeah. jump on your older brother's bike yeah. or, or your older cousin's bike, and it's it just like doesn't a, feel right. Massive. Yeah, it was like that. Just, um, it just doesn't feel like it's it's not it's not home. No, not at yeah. all. But yeah. it was it was it, it kind of sort of once my bike turned up, which was the day before competition. Yeah. It was. I thought, oh, you beauty, I'm I'm laughing now. I'm 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 going well. I'm I'm going to go all right here. Yeah, but. I jumped on the track and it was just like, it was foreign. It was yeah. like, what bike is this? Because you'd probably, you'd, you'd spent that time adapting to the other bike. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now now mine's back again. Yeah. Oh. But it was, it was once I got into the race, like warmed up and it, it got into the races, yeah. I raced the Kieran and it almost felt like I didn't touch the pedals at all. Yeah. Um, I didn't put myself in a real good position in the semi and final. Yeah. But I... I ended up finishing bronze in the in the World Cup. Yeah, um, wow. In Kieran, but yeah. I finished both races going. Oh, is that it? Like I didn't didn't put myself in a position to use anything. It was almost like you felt like you, it felt like a warm up for yeah, you. Yeah, it almost felt like I rode across the across the road yeah, or wow. around the corner. Like so, is that is that be, like you said about your positioning? Is that because you were sort of locked into a position where you couldn't make a move? Yeah. So in in the Kieran, you've got six or seven guys, yeah. and then um, yeah, I had it was it was almost like I I had a, a wall of guys in front and a. Yeah. Me, so, so you're like, I couldn't go anywhere. Like, 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 in a, like a racehorse, you kind of trapped in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, you exactly the same. Get a run, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't get a run, but, um, you know, all in all, I ended up finishing finishing third. And it was probably one of my um, greatest but worst achievements, yeah. knowing that you could. I've finished the race and I'm really, my legs are going over, but I'm not putting any pressure on yeah. the pedals. And I finished third. And you're like, hang on, if I could have really the, dug in. The here. opportunity was there. But you know, yeah. all in all, things don't always pan out. Yeah, because like I mean, want them to because in in that situation, like just picturing it, you can be prepared as much as you can, and like you, you know, even though you had that spanner thrown in the works and all that sort of stuff. But it really does come down to that particular moment, that particular day, how everything's going to play out for you, and sometimes it just doesn't all yeah. line up. Yeah, but, I mean, bronze is still an amazing achievement. Oh, yeah, to to take away that after the week I had with no bike, yeah, and I thought this is my first. World Cup for World Cup, yeah. six years. Yep. I thought, here we go. I've got an opportunity here. And then to show up with no bike, I thought, I've travelled to China. I'm wasting a whole week. Um, 
and I'm not going to get to race. Like, Damn it! <laughs> but you know, all in all, it sort of all, yeah. all all panned out. But you know, following on from there, I um, I came back and raced the Australian titles. So, the funny thing is, like I said, I was sort of on the outer the whole time because of my age, yeah. because of being from New South Wales, because of who I was coached Sounds by. Sounds like they never really wanted to commit to you, yeah. They never – no, they never wanted to commit to a, yeah. to a couple of us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I came back. The Australian titles were three days after um, Beijing. Yeah. Um, so they like to plan things. So, oh, here we go. You're going all right. Go to Beijing. Which you had plenty of energy for, as you discussed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, well, I didn't. Yeah, didn't touch the pedals, but yeah. you know, came back from that and and rode the Australian titles. And um, uh, from memory, of two silvers, yep. yeah, and a bronze maybe from memory. Yeah, so um, still an impressive outing. Yeah, yeah, but in an Olympic year, um, you know, I thought you beauty, we've got, I've got an opportunity here to you're going to make the team to, to ride the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. But however, you know, um, on the eve of the Olympic team being. Um, announced they changed the rules. Yep. Um, previously, they used to um, run two in the Kieran. Yep. Um, they've changed. They changed that to one rider to the Kieran. Oh. Um, and then, obviously, the next day, found out. Wasn't you? You know, you're not. You're not even gonna. Um, I, I, I didn't think that I would get um, a gig. Yeah. But I was hoping to get a train on something. squad, and then, yeah. and then maybe work my way work in way somehow, in, yeah. or, or something like that. But. Yeah, to, to find that out, to go, yeah. all right, you know, here it's it is. It's disheartening. It's ups and downs of sport. Yeah, it's oh. it's massive. And yeah. you sort of it, – it's almost like you're a puppet yeah. to an extent. And really you would have been thinking too because you were, you know, well, you were 27, weren't you? So you, would have, you were thinking like, well, this is it. Yeah. This is my last shot because I'm 31 at the next Olympics or th- in my early 30s. Yeah. So I missed this one. I'm pretty much – this is it. Yeah, so, so I sort of I sort of fell in a heap there for a little bit, yeah. um, you know. And before that, I'd had a adversity in 2010, coming yep. up to um, Delhi Commonwealth Games, yep. same thing. You know, I was ticking all the boxes, and then to just get overlooked completely. Oh. Um, it was just one of those things where it's just like one after another. Do I even want to yeah. continue doing What's the this point? type thing? Yeah. Like I'm putting in, and I'm missing out, and I'm yeah. you know. I'm not getting to, to like I'm not hanging out with family or friends yeah. or you know I'm missing, sacrificing. I'm doing what I need to do. Missing like, life, yeah. You what know, can I get the rewards? So yeah. you know, I sort of sort of pondered it for for a little while after that, and, and took six eight weeks, and then um, yep. thought, nah, I I can do this. And obviously, I had a great group of group of bike yeah. friends as well, like yeah. Mitch Bullen, yeah. um, Jamie Green, and then obviously Coach Sean Eady. Yeah. Um, sort of gone. No, let's let's stick one up. Up on me, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, twenty the end of twenty twelve into twenty thirteen, we just absolutely knuckled down. I was Went luckily it, enough yeah. to have a fantastic job um, as an SLSO up at, up at Bunningham. Yeah, um, yeah, great principal, great staff. Sort of allowed me to take time off. Went here and there. Yeah, you know, I would just ring in up or or like I'd get a phone call one week and they'd say, "Oh, we want you in a race in Adelaide or Melbourne." I'd ring up and say, "Look, I." Need next week off, and she, yeah, no, no worries. worries. Yeah. Not a drama Very world, which was yeah. which was fantastic. I've sort of fallen into into jobs that they understand, yeah, um, and they're willing to to 
to yeah. give. Well, most people, most people with human nature, like it's just you want to see people succeed and do well. And I mean, you you were kind of like, you know, I still want to pursue this dream. I just need, I, you need a job, you need work. Yeah. But, you know, and I'd imagine, you know, you always commit yourself to whatever you do. So that wasn't the issue. It's just a matter of the time off, I guess, and trying yeah. to fit it all in. Yeah. yeah. But I was, I was kind of lucky in that sense. But yeah, 20, 2012, 2013, I spent. Most of the year in Sydney or Adelaide, yeah, um, little bits here, yeah, um, but yeah, just sort of knuckled down and went. This, this is it. This is this is the Crunch year that time. I have to have yeah. to do something. Um, and obviously, from that, I won two Australian titles twenty the start of twenty thirteen, yeah, and then that's when um, they sort of went, oh crap, we're going to have to race him at Worlds, yeah, um, <laughs> and you know that's that's where I, where I started off, you know. I should have won, probably won the Kieran, or at least yeah. minimum got, got silver. Silver, yeah. Um, I, I made a tiny judgment, raced the races perfectly, made a tiny, you know, dead set millisecond, oh, too yeah. late call. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, ended it up... cost you. Yeah, ended up fourth. When, you, mm. when you're going 75 plus K an hour, yeah. a millisecond is, Everything. you know, 10 seconds yeah. Um, yeah. in real time. So it's lengths of a bike. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But you sort of... I didn't sleep that whole night and then had to race the sprint the next day. And yeah. um, you sort of look back now and go, oh, "Wish I had done that." But when you're in that moment, you got to make you're, a decision. You're doing everything you can. Um, you know that was that's probably the only real regret of just being that millisecond <laughs> too late on yeah, making a decision. Making that choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess like it's just it. it it was meant to be, mate. I got obviously that was that was the the, the way the cookie crumbled for you, and unfortunately. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess that's that's the difference between winning and losing, huh? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Especially in your sport. And and that's the thing. There's so many great bike riders that are sitting on the on their lounges at home. Yeah. You know, you've got bike riders that are from Dubbo that are yeah. could have or have the potential or had the potential that they could have been superstars. Yeah, well, champions. It, it's yeah. just that decision that you make yeah. um, wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, all the ducks have to line up, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Mm, yeah, because you, you don't consider that. Like, I mean, I suppose you've got to make the choice to make your move. You've got to make the choice to put your foot on the pedal, make the effort, um, get around. Like, yeah, it's – yeah. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's still nothing to be sneezed at – Finishing fourth no, at no the world way. titles, no. um, but for you that particular was that was like your hey look at me yeah I, I want to show you that I can do this and it's just yeah I guess you kind of felt like shit yeah I failed myself again yeah kind of to an yeah to an yeah, but that's only in my yeah my own yeah own and I think we're all harder on ourselves we're all much harder on ourselves everyone else looking is like you know, you, some of the opportunities you've had no one will ever get no that's right I mean? yeah so you so, so you've got to look back and go. Well, I did travel the world. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I did experience a lot of a lot of things that a lot of people have to pay a lot of money to do. Yeah. And and, and a lot of the attributes you've picked up from, from from cycling and stuff, you know, now now carry on in your personal life and your job and your yeah, career and, and stuff like that. And and that's the thing, you know, following on from from the Australian titles and the world the world championships in twenty thirteen, yeah. I ended up being um, Winning the Australia Day 2014 um, yeah. Sportsman of the Year. Yeah, Sportsman Dubbo. of the Year, you did, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, so the accolades, you know, did flow and those experiences I can pass on to, yeah. you know, to other people yeah. in, in the community or, or, yeah. or further on if they if they do have questions or, or whatever. But, yeah, following on from um, Worlds, I obviously gained a full-time AOS yeah. scholarship. Yeah. Moved to Adelaide for a period of time. Um, unfortunately... Uh, um, 
sort of ended on a sour note with yeah, right. with AOS. Yeah. Um, we never sort of seen eye to eye with myself and um, their sort of training philosophies or yeah. the way they conducted things. Yeah. Um, not the AOS itself, just the, the, the management and, yeah. and the coaching. Yeah. Um, I was still being coached externally, yeah. uh, like a couple of other athletes. Um, so I sort of – we had a disagreement and – um, because they had a lot of power, I ended up with a um, a suspension, yeah. which a lot of people don't actually know that I've um, I was I was forced. Uh, so I faced a um, they gave me a twelve month suspension to hand it down to start what did with. You, what did you do? Oh, there was just a there was <laughs> what, a few. Did you little, speak up? Was that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah. So they so they handed that down. I I fought it, yeah. but it took. Eight to twelve weeks to fight it. Oh, so, so, you, so that that meant you couldn't race, is that yeah, right? Yeah. So the extension was I couldn't race and I couldn't actually um, train on any track in Australia. Wow. So obviously, Dubbo, I could come yeah. here, but I didn't have a bike either. Oh. So I was stuck in Adelaide. I, luckily, I was living with um, Mitch Bullen at the time, and yeah. he was he was fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, um, he was my only sort of support down yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I had no bike, no nothing. Oh. Um, so I ended up, I moved home. Luckily, you know, I've got a fantastic mother that, yeah. you know, could support me and has could, supported yeah. me the whole way. Yeah, um, yeah, moved home and I borrowed um, a good mate of mine, Mark Rainan's yeah. old steel bike from yeah. the 70s, <laughs> um, which, you know, the amount of power I was putting through sort of didn't equate too much. So yeah. I, I spent sort of 8, 10, 12 weeks off the bike. Yeah. Um, I fought that and, and won, so I, you know, got my licence back and all Everything that sort of else, stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that's that sort of... Took the wind out of the sail. Yeah, and and that's unfortunately how they treat a lot of a lot of cyclists. That's the sad thing, and that's yeah. the thing that a lot of people don't sort of see with professional athletes yeah. is, you know, in 2014 there was two guys that won world titles. Yeah. Three months later lost their scholarships. Wow. Because they don't see a future in them. In, yeah. in four years' time, it's ruthless. Like it's yeah, that, and that's the hardest, probably saddest thing of, around um, my departure and my um, dealings with high-level sport. Yeah, is you know some of the management. It's just it's cutthroat. I think it's the same. You know, even even like you know looking at footy players and stuff like that. You see so many young guys, even young guys from around here, that just. You know, they get a shot, but then if they don't, if they speak out of tongue or they say the wrong thing or they get out of favour with a coach or something like that, it just, that's it. That's the end of your career. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally. And, I, and I, I think, like, my words of wisdom to anybody else yeah. and to myself would be, like, I didn't sort of have a backup. Yeah, um, a plan B. Yeah, like, yeah. there was. Like, I always worked and yeah. I always was going to strive to do something else, but that was... What I want, I wanted to write yeah. the Olympics. Yeah, and see, and see, like a lot of people, real like saying what you're saying. But the thing is, to be the best at something, you can't really have a plan B. No, you because can't. Because you can't be, you can't have your foot in both channels. You've kind of got to be like, just go for it. I, I think, I think, hope if I went back, yeah. I would probably do my degree yeah. earlier, earlier, and, and, yeah. and probably start that and yeah. and work its way through, yeah. um, so that there was something as well at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, because you know, well, you know, your career is not going to last forever. No, no. Um, but you, when you're in the moment, you pro you kind of think, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You and know, I, I've got I years think that's and years what, of this. That's what athletes or aspiring young athletes need yeah. to remember is you've, you've got to have something else. 
Yeah, and unfortunately for you as well, you you were doing a sport that probably doesn't doesn't reap the financial benefits. Yeah. Yep. So whereas if you're a professional soccer player, footy player, whatever, you might be on a million dollars a year. So you can yeah. buy a business. Or you, by the time you finish your career, you can have three or four cafes. Or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can have something to yep. work towards. Whereas for you, I guess it was sport. You know, you you paid your way, things like that. But it just there wasn't that disposable income for you to be able to do anything else. No, I think oh yeah, I think those professional. Um, Olympic sports yeah. athletes need to sort of think about, all right, we need to have something else tickering yeah. on in the background yeah. um, so we've got something to, 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 to fall on. back on. Because yeah. even, you know, being a world champion or whatever, you're not guaranteed no. that you're going to continue no, on. that's right. And you were yeah. probably like, a lot of it's probably towards the end was was a little bit more prominent, but uh, social media wasn't a thick thing back then, you know, in, in probably in the initial start of your career and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, not at all. So, no. you know, you couldn't just build your profile on Instagram or social media or to the point, because, I mean, I guess a lot of professional athletes, they kind of almost build themselves up so that they become undisposable. So you can't yeah. get rid of me because I, you I kinda, need me. It, it was kind of good. I... I it was a 50-50. I grew up in that era where there yeah. wasn't any. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. But you didn't reap the benefits of... The sponsorships and stuff like that. Yeah, and, from, and, and from winning and, and doing fantastically. Yeah. yeah. And building building a platform that you could, you know, leverage off one day. Yeah. Which, is, which is, I guess is what, what a lot of people get the opportunity to do now. If, you know, if you're... Um, if you're if even people creating businesses and stuff like that, they still, they still have that platform there to, to directly drive sales yeah. and make money and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess it's kind of one of those things. And I, I guess, you know, for yourself... Um, the admiration comes in around the fact that you just, you know, you were pursuing what you wanted to pursue. You had you had a one-track mind. You are like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. Um, and obviously, mate, chasing the Olympic dream is like, that's that's huge. Oh, you yeah. Know? It's, as yeah. Good, it's as good as it gets. Yeah. So yeah. it's just unfortunate it didn't pan out that way, though. No, unfortunately yeah. not. But, you know, as I said, those experience of, experiences have got me to where I am yeah. today. And, and taught you all those things. Yeah. And yeah. so hopefully I can, you know, guide my yeah. boys or yeah. you know other yeah. other uh, students and, yeah. and whatnot in do you think understanding. That, do you think that's why you are pursuing like you, your current jobs in education now? Yeah. And you are doing your degree to be a teacher as well. So is that is that Yeah, you know? I think so. I think um I sort of I wasn't a fantastic student at at school. Yeah. Um, I feel you on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think um, I I learnt under Anne Vanderteil and she yep. was lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm now in a different different role. Yeah. Um, still in education, yep. but I think yeah, I sort of um saw what potential are in kids. Yeah. That they're kind of not missing, or they don't have that role model, yeah. or somebody that's had a heap of experience to go. Well, this is what happened to me, and this is yeah. this is why this is the decision I made, and and this is what happened. Yeah. To give them to go. All right, I'll go down this road or I'll go down that road. It's still up to them, but yep. at least they've got somebody who can maybe say, "Look, these are the things that I did, and um, this is this is how it panned out." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and obviously, you know, if I had it over again, this is the choice I'd make. Yeah. So it just gives them an opportunity. I guess we always want we always want to learn off people who've walked walked the path that we're we're trying to walk. Yeah. So I guess it comes down to like you know you you, you weren't you're not going to go ask a homeless bloke in the street where to buy real estate. No, that's right. You want to yeah. be a cyclist? You're going to go, mate. You're a cyclist. Talk to me about how how you did it, why you did it, and 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 where 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 you end up from it so yeah um but yeah i mean it's 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 still it's still an amazing achievement and like obviously you know um you 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 could uh, your placings at worlds and stuff like that i mean that's still 
It's still oh, amazing. They're, right? they're, yeah, it's it's only my in my own mind that. Yeah, I guess you feel I, like I you had some like, more petrol in the tank. Yeah, that, it's, it's kind of yeah, like you know, like, you, like, you know, I, I speak to my partner, yeah, um, Shari all the time, and, and she's like, "You did this, you did that, you did this," you know. But yeah. and it's amazing to her and to some other people, but yeah. in my own mind, it's it's not. And yeah. I I use Megan Dunn as an example. Like, yeah. she won copious amounts of medals yeah. and Commonwealth Games champion, yeah. but at the end of the day. That's just a medal, and it's yeah. just an accolade. Yeah. Um. Like she walked away, and and is happier than ever. Yeah. Um. So, I think I've got to try and remember that. Yeah, it yeah. would have been lovely to be world champion. Yeah. Um. But at the end of the day, that's only for me. No. Nobody and you, and you really still, you shit. still had all the experiences that you needed to have. Yeah. And you still had all the training and everything. You, you still got what everybody else gets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just you know the fact is that you you achieve so much. It's just probably we're, we're so hard on ourselves, aren't we? Everyone I, is. I think so, and I think yeah. that's that's you know as you get older, you start to realise yeah. that those moments yeah. aren't so much to win. Yeah. They're moments for your experience in your life. Yeah, yeah. and you, and you see now you know people talk about gratitude and gratitude journaling and stuff like that. But now you understand like to be grateful for what you've done because if you're not grateful for what you've done and what you've achieved, you can't really like you're always going to live in those shadows of yourself. Yeah. And I think it's important that you go, "Well, hang on, I have ticked a lot of boxes and I am doing all right." Yeah. You know, and you know, and then from there your whole attitude changes. So, it's pretty it's pretty important. But like I said, you your achievements are phenomenal, and you know you come from you come from a small community, um, raised by your mom. You know you've you've done some great things, and you continue to do some great things. So, um, what I want to talk to you about next is your powerlifting because you kind of progressed after cycling. Um, obviously, with cycling, you always trained. The yeah, gym yeah, gym so, was an important so part. We did a lot of gym, but like naturally, once you take a cardio yeah. aspect out, or in my sense, the bike out. Bike out, yeah. And I, I love the gym gym part of it. My weight sort of just went through the roof. You're like, you hang know, on. I'd, I'd be squatting 200 one day while I'm while I'm bike riding, yeah. but then all of a sudden, my weight's going up, yeah. like physically, yeah. because I'm yeah. not doing so much cardio. Yeah. And, you know, the next week I'm lifting 220. It's just like... Yeah. So you less where output. That, where did that yeah. come from? Less output, more input. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, because you, you're quite an explosive athlete as it is so obviously you know things like things like squatting and stuff come pretty pretty natural to you don't they yeah yeah, yeah. so we always squat and dead yeah. um so I naturally you know start to get stronger yeah. and and then the you know everyone sort of went well why don't you go into powerlifting yeah nemesis has opened a you know powerlifting gym here yeah. so there's a comp in town and things yeah. like that so naturally i went Oh, yeah, why not? I'll give it a let's, crack. Let's, yeah. let's have a crack at it. But yeah. sort of as I sort of got along in, in that journey, the squat went through the roof, deadlift, deadlift went through the roof, yeah. but my bench didn't. Yeah. Um, like it sort of moved, but as it started to move, I started to feel I've got an issue with my shoulder. Uneasy, yeah. Um, and there were some points there where I couldn't pick a drink bottle up or a protein yeah. shake up or, or anything like that with my yeah. left arm. Yeah. Um, so I got some scans and, and whatnot and um, I'd had two really bad bike crashes. Um, oh, yeah. So both times going 75 plus K an hour yeah. in the velodrome and yeah. landed uh, one time really awkwardly on, on my left side, one yeah. time on the right but jammed my left hand down. Yeah. Um, I'd end up 
tearing my whole rotator cuff oh. um, or my whole labrum. It yeah. was it was just a mess. It was yeah. yeah. So, but you didn't realize you you kind of knew, no, but you didn't until you got into no, so training. I'd, like I'd that, so. randomly get a couple of little pains in Niggles. the shoulder when I yeah. was training but we didn't do upper body yeah um for bike riding yeah. um every little. every day was leg day yeah every day was leg day so very little was yeah. you know upper yeah. body yeah. um so once i started sort of powerlifting it was just like oh this this sucks yeah um so yeah had surgery on that and i'm i think just shy of two years out yeah um from surgery and it's yeah. starting to go really really good better now. i'm starting to slowly get back into it so there's yeah. a there's a couple of, of big goals in in the gym yeah, good. Um, for later on I'm in the year, I'm pleased to hear that. Yeah, well, I was, I was actually um, gonna. <laughs> I thought about it, and then I was actually gonna put it on the back burner because I was going to um, play footy this year. Yeah, that's right. You were too. Yeah, yeah so you were gonna, gonna have play, a run, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, my cousin's been cousin Luke's been killing me for years to go and have a game with him, <laughs> um, and he was gonna have a have a run with Peak Hill, and I yep. just thought, oh, yep, why not? Yeah, um, train with them. The boys were fantastic. It was going to be a, I thought, yeah, good year, good year, yeah, yeah. Um, but COVID obviously 19. because of COVID, it's yeah. it's put that on the back burner until next year. So I thought, oh well, why not? Let's try and uh, hit a three hundred um, squat again and a three hundred yeah. dead by the end of the year, and yeah. um, try and stay under that. I was just going to say because you so um, Andrew did the uh, did a competent nemesis, which is. Um, once again, I've said this a hundred times on this show, but it's so awesome that we have the ability to compete in town here now. Like Will's doing some amazing things with that gym, and yeah, to be able to have a comp yeah. in town, it's um, sanctioned for, for people to, to yeah. come and go to, and then you know go, oh, I like this. Let's yeah. let's concentrate on the next comp that's in three months or four months time. Yeah. yeah, it's building that. It's building that strength sports and giving people um, who who enjoy training another avenue. Yeah, something a bit different. Some people don't care about how they look in the gym. Some yeah. people don't want to don't want to worry about their nutrition and stuff like that. They want to just go lift some heavy shit. Yeah, and and be strong. So, um, and you, you so you jumped in, mate, and uh, three hundred and five kilo squat. What the heck? Yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't bad actually. The training, training. And you was, were well, your body weight was around. Were you under ninety? Yeah, I was not. I weighed in at ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was. It was good. I. Wow. Yeah, I walked away from that wanting to have a goal to go to Pro Raw at the yeah. Arnold's yeah. Arnold Classic in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but obviously shoulder surgery and it's taken a bit longer. And yeah. I've I've taken it a bit longer as well to. to yeah. Get it right, yeah. Um, so possibly next year might be a yeah. Because to give on how, to give to give the uh, the listeners an idea to get to make it to pro raw, you need an eight hundred plus total, don't you? Yeah, I'll so need that's a, on the three lifts. And me being competitive is all hell. Yeah, I don't want to go into anything if I'm not a chance no. of podium or winning yeah. or you don't or, want to just go. Oh, I'm qualified. I'll just go do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that type of person. So yeah. an eight hundred total. Um, yeah. would be there and thereabouts. It probably yeah. won't podium. It'll be a, maybe a fourth or a fifth, yeah. um, depending on who enters. Who enters, yeah. Um, you know, but the goal is if you can get an 800 total, that's a that's a massive total. Yeah. You know, that's a oh. 300 dead, 300 Squat. Uh, roughly. Yeah, um, and then a 200 bench. Squats, 200 bench. Yeah. I won't be benching 200, oh. but... Um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll try and get the squat at you know if I three forty, three sixty, yeah, something like I've, that. If yeah. I get it there, that'd be well. You just got to get you just got to get the one one of those lifts, like the squat or the deadlift, up in that in the high three hundreds, and you'll be sweet. Yeah, because um, obviously that gives you a bit of leeway with the bench. Because it, it's funny how you know 
some people just some people struggle with bench. Bench is the one that I think that a lot of people. There, there are some people just can't quite nail some people, it. Yeah, yeah, some people just can't can't bench. So yeah. I'm I'm gonna hopefully try and be that person. Yeah, and just squat and deadlift <laughs> a heap. So I just have to go out and just lift a little bit. In yeah, the bench. you, you you're still got to exert yourself, but you're like you don't you don't have yeah. to like dive in because I don't know. It must be to do with I'd say for you as well years of not, not not training having to worry about your upper body so much yeah it's I, probably like you know it's going to take your time to get and, that and up and it slowly is yeah. I was lucky with COVID I had a bench press and a squat rack and stuff yeah. at home yeah. um, so I was forced I don't have dumbbells or anything like yeah. that so yeah. I was forced to do a bit of bench yeah. and um, or more bench more bench yeah. um, so bench is actually moving alright and yeah, I think good. that's the thing it's that training age yeah. like it's taken a long time because I never trained it while I was bike yeah. riding whereas Legs, yeah. glutes, natural. They're developed. They're ready yeah. to. They're Whereas ready everybody to else is the opposite. Everyone's like, oh, it's, oh fuck, it's legs. Yeah, got to go to the gym and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, so most people probably remember. Yeah, you know, they'd go to the dub RSL and uh, you'd be in there squatting for two straight hours, mate, taking the squat rack, yeah, hogging yeah, it. I, I think I, I think I lost a lot of supporters <laughs> and a lot of friends over that. Um, oh, mate, I, I did try at some point to try to get in there and yeah. um, get in it. At different times and, yeah. and train early morning and, and things like that. The but thing is, though, when you're training like that, it takes time. Like yeah. you, you can't just go jump under 200 and something kilos. Like you've got to work your way up. You've got to rest. You've got knee wraps to get involved. Yeah. Like you've got a bit of mucking around. And it's unfortunate there's only one squat rack. So yeah. I guess that's why people, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was lucky that, you know, some people were, um, yeah. for a lack of words, had the balls to come up and say, "Can I squat? Can I jump in?" And yeah. I was more than, ha- more than happy. Yeah, because um, those that those that know you like know that you're a good bloke and you're you're very approachable. But I guess from the outside looking in, you see this like you know muscular developed athlete, and you think, "Shit, I don't want to go anywhere near him." Yeah, and <laughs> and you know, I I look back now, and there was a lot of times, even in my bike cycling career, where yeah. I'd be sitting there and I would just be literally pondering. You know what I'm going to cook or what I'm going to watch on TV <laughs> later on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When you when I probably think about what my what I look like would yeah. be like. Yeah, I probably wouldn't walk up to him oh, either. Oh, so you're you know? you're sitting there thinking about lasagna. Yeah, for dinner. Yeah. But then someone's looked at you and gone, "He looks like he's going to kill me." Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go and ask him if I can jump in, but he's been sitting there for 10 minutes and he hasn't done anything. Oh, it's so funny. So, Are you thinking about the latest episode of The Simpsons yeah, or something, you know? Yep, yep. Oh, think about what I was going to do. Yeah, I think that's common in, in, in the sport in the gym too. I think a lot of people get intimidated very easily and I think um, I think the key is, uh, you know, most of the guys in there who, who look like they've been training for a long time are usually helpful. Yeah. Yep. So you can approach it. Yeah. Yep. Like you probably find they're more approachable than some of the some of the guys who haven't been training as long. Because, yep. you know, doing it for years and years, and I, I don't mind young guys coming up and having a chat yeah. or asking and questions. You, and, you, or, and you understand. Like yeah. you've been there, you know what it's like. Yeah. And, and, it, and if you can sort of give them advice um, to make make them get get to their place they want to get to quicker. Because, I mean, oh, you'd be the same. I wish I had known what I, knew ne- what oh, I know now back then, I, especially I would, around nutrition. I would love to have the knowledge yeah. I had have now, yeah. you know, when I was 20. Yeah. Or when I was 16. Yeah. But um, you just can't put that in a 20-year-old brain, no, though, can you? Un- unfortunately, you can't. You know, like <laughs> it's just we, not possible. We ate very basically. We didn't yeah. eat enough at certain times. We yeah. didn't. We didn't watch how much protein or carbs or fats yeah. or anything we yeah. Um, yeah. you know so once once we sort of and I think that was a big driving thing at the back end of my career was yeah. starting to understand oh crap actually I need to put in yeah. more food yeah. than I'm actually having and, and once you do you go 
Oh God! Yeah, well, it's, so, it's so common. I mean, I see it, I see it all the time, especially with people and you know, and, and even young guys who are pursuing, um, you know, young young bikes, sixteen, seventeen, and and they've got contracts with footy clubs and things like that. And you sort of, um, you know, you mention to them about their food, and they kind of look at you and go, "Oh, what do you mean?" Yeah, like, and I'm like, mate, you got to put the right fuel in to get the right effort out. Oh. I, th- I think it's just that 16, 17 yeah. year old brain. Just, yeah. It's like, we oh, just got to train hard. We've got to go hard. We've got to do everything 100%. Or, or you're back in natural ability because you're like, you know, naturally you, you and, and then, you know, you can you can train five times a week, play two games of footy, ride your bike. And still recover. And still be good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, it's all those one percenters <laughs> that everybody, yeah. you, you don't understand until you've done it for yeah, five, 100%. six, seven, eight, ten years. And then, yeah. and then that's when you start to realise, where, well, hang on a minute, like my potential could be much greater than this if I actually did the right things yeah. and put, put the right things in place, So, um, which, is, which, is, <laughs> which is very interesting. All right, let's talk about your personal life a bit, mate. So yeah, mate. I want to bring something up firstly. Um, yeah. You okay. are a married man now. Which I am a married which man. Which only happened very recently. Uh, yeah, it did, last year, November 9th. Yes. Um, so, Brownie, yeah, we got some... Um, points for the day. Yeah, I know. I nailed that, didn't I? Hi, Shari. Uh, well, it's um, it's nine eleven. See, but backwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, perfect. So you're never you're never going to forget that one. Well, I'll try not to. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, we got married. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. a lovely, lovely day. It was a bit chilly at night, but yeah. you know, I was I was thinking about that the other day when uh, when you asked me to um, yeah come on, and I you know you've been asking me for fifteen weeks, <laughs> um, and that's the truth. But um, you know, it's it's. It's a lovely time. It costs an absolute fortune, but yep. it's the only time that you'll ever remember having majority of your loved ones yeah. in one space. In the one space. For you. Yeah. Um, you know, so it to me, it went, it took five minutes. Yeah, it goes in five. Uh, yeah, uh, it was, that's, that's the sad thing. You'd like your wedding to be able to go over three days and yeah. have all those people there. You know, an Indian wedding period. does that. I think they go for a week. If I, I could afford it, yeah. I'd do it because yeah. you've got. All their attention, yeah. For all those people are there for you, yeah. Um, you know, the only other time is going to be potentially my funeral, and I'm not going to remember it. No, no, and, and I guess it brings. It's not only just about like even though they're there for you, that still brings everyone together to be able to communicate and talk and have fun and cherish moments. Yeah. And yeah, you know, no, it was a, it was so. a lovely day. It was good. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So yeah. that's um, geez, it won't be long. It'll be anniversary. We're not far off. Yeah, it's it's See, that it's, goes quick. It's coming around, mate. Because literally, around. literally feels like you got married yesterday. Like I, I remember, and I was like, like when I when I said, oh, you know, I was actually going to say, oh, you got married earlier this year, but you didn't. Wasn't yeah, no, year. it's it's <laughs> November last yeah. year, so it's yeah. yeah, it's it's sort of been a whirlwind, and it's gone super quick. Yeah, and, um, but no, she's oh, she's amazing. She's been always been a a massive support. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was a massive support um, through that dark time of. Uh, the suspension period yeah, I had um, with cycling, yeah. um, and you know there was I was thinking only last night that yeah. you know the type of support um, that I get from her is is undoubtedly you yeah. know, second to none. Unwavering, um, you yeah. know, with my degree and everything like that, yeah. and just fitting everything in yeah. and yeah. Um, making sure that you know I I I'm happy yeah. really. Yeah. Um, but there was there was one time. Um, jokingly, uh, I think it was twenty the end of back end of twenty twelve. Yeah, I um I was at the end Swiss gym and yeah one of the coaches come up and and jokingly wanted me to switch to bobsled, um, wow. Winter Olympics bobsled. Yeah, and um, <laughs> what a what a transition. And there is a there is a photo on on online. because yeah. jokingly I I spoke with Jeff Mann, a good good yeah. mate of mine, um, and he published it. 
doctored a photo of <laughs> me on a bobsled in, in 20, I think it was 2013. Yeah. Um, but I sort of shrugged it off and yeah. jokingly dismissed went, it. Nah, yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah. Um, because I was top of yeah. my sport at yeah, the time. Yeah. So I wasn't yeah. moving to another sport. Yeah, yeah. But 2016 rolled around and Char- I'd retired and Shari and I were watching the Winter Olympics. It was uh, 11 o'clock at night yeah. and bobsled was on and sneakily I'm over there Googling, I could do this, Googling everything <laughs> about bobsled. And I got into um, how to how to reach um, yeah. the potential of being an Australian bob- bobsledder. Yeah, yeah. And what I had to do. Well, yeah. 1am come round and, and there is a video on her Instagram yeah, if you go on there. Yeah. She sneakily recorded me asking her, oh, I could do this. What about this? What about that? 1am, <laughs> you know, this is the type of support. 1am yeah. I was out um, on the driveway and on the deck yeah. practising my broad jump and my 15 metre sprint and she was timing and measuring. And, oh, wow. You know, yeah. that's, that's the type of support is, okay, yeah. if you want to be a bobsledder, let's make let's it happen. It. You know, yeah. And then I went and got a... Um, key to the athletics oval, and you know, for a few weeks, I'm I'm training my sprints and, yeah. and timing and, yeah. and and things like that. But you know, that's that's the support she has. Yeah. Whatever idea I have, yeah, yep, right. Let's let's have a crack. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, same as the degree. I'm almost through my degree. Yeah. Because she's um, a teacher herself. Huh? She is a teacher. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. assistant principal at Dublin. North. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's, uh, without doubt, one of the smartest women. You know, I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, sometimes lacks a little bit of common sense, <laughs> but that's that's why she married me because I've got the common sense. That's the and, fun side, and though, she's isn't got it? the brains. Yeah, that's the fun side, yeah. Though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, without without her being able to guide me through yeah. my degree, like I, I'll write an essay or I'll write yeah. something up. There's no punctuation. Yeah. I don't. I don't. That's that's not what no, I do. You just put it all on paper. Yeah, I put it on paper. Yeah. Um, so done. without her, you know. The support from her, the support from the boys, yeah. um, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, second to none. Yeah. I guess. and that's 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 what that's what a true family is. I guess it's about it's about supporting each other and each other's endeavors, and and you know, and obviously, no, no idea is a silly idea. No, that's you know? right. Yeah, even, even though I could see you as a bobsledder. Well, what do you it, always pick? What do you always pick shit with lycra, mate? What's I don't you, know. What's you go with I, lycra? I must just like tight things because <laughs> even even powerlifting suits you have to wear I, lycra. Yeah, like it's, just, it's funny, isn't it? Oh, mate, you just I guess you're just accustomed to the it. The only you know, thing so. I've never got into is swimming. I hate swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I yeah, there me. is a there's a funny thing I didn't think about that till then. Because even bo- even bobsleds the same, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you yeah. still got to rip down the track and uh, yeah, that that explosive power from the start and oh god. But it's it's funny I've. I've got a good well, a, a, a mate in um, New Zealand that's just switched over. I raced him yeah. for a million years, yeah. and he's just switched from track cycling sprint to um, bobsled. So New he's Zealand doing bobsled. it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. So it's it's interesting. He's obviously tracking his journey, journey yeah. and things like that. So yeah. it's good to see what the switch is like. Where, yeah, how, yeah, and how he goes about it. You're not yeah. too old, mate. Thirty five, you could do it. Yeah, come on. Maybe, maybe not after a year of rugby league, though. I don't Probably know. not. <laughs> I reckon I'm going to be pretty, pretty bad. Well, we might have to get you back on next year and see how sore you are after round one. I reckon. Oh, I'm going to be sore. I reckon. Well, I played the I played the knockout, the crew oh, knockout yeah, here yeah. last year, yeah. and oh, mate, I reckon I was sore for two weeks. The thing about footy, you know, as as me growing up playing as well, is you. You use body parts and particular muscles that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. Because you got to get up off the ground all the time. You got to roll over. You got to. You're wrestling constantly. You. You know everything is a battle. And like you, literally, you, you just do not realize. Yeah. And nothing matters. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing gets you than being being 
smashed. Yep. Oh, <laughs> you I cannot was... body contact is like next level. So you just you, you know you can be prepared to run and be fit and everything else, and then as soon as someone wails one into you, yep. it's like oh wow, what now I'm awake. Yeah. But if you if you're like me, you used to just fire me up, and I just want to go kill everybody on the field. <laughs> but then but then I just miss I'd miss six or seven tackles in a row and be yep. like, look, a stupid idiot. Or something. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting what yeah. happens next year. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to talk about your most amazing accolade that you were awarded here in Dubbo quite a few years ago. I, th- I think it you, was, actually. It's, yeah, you, it's, you, you, you were Bachelor of the Year, weren't I you? I was, 24, uh, 2013, T- Bachelor of the 2013, Year. 2013, Mr. Dubbo. Mr. Dubbo, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, actually hanging up in, in my shed. I wish they did that again. They haven't done that for ages, I, have they? You know what? I think I, I loved it. It was great. Yeah, it would have been good fun. I, Look, I, it, yeah, it, it, it is just fun. Like, it's not It's it nothing. Is. It's and not like a, you it know. Was, it was, it's a charity thing. Yeah. I gave, um, at the time... Yeah. Um, Addie Nags. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She got diagnosed um, and with something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, but it yeah, was a fundraiser, so you could. You yeah, could, yeah, so, so you, I, you, and you, I don't raise money for charity. Well, yeah. I ended up winning, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I donated half the money to yeah. to her. Um, yeah, and her bills and whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I th- I think guys need to just. Get out of their comfort zone and, and do it. It was it was fantastic. I hung around with, you know, I think yeah. it was eight or ten guys in it. Yeah, we, and we had a joke around. Had a good time. And you, yeah, you get out on stage and you answer some questions. Just the and laugh. The crowds there heckling. Yeah, and, you know, I I think they need to do something like that more, more of often. That. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That I mean, we've got Dancing with the Stars and stuff like that, but sometimes I think it's just a bit of fun, a bit of humour. Yeah, you I think so. If, yeah, if you've got someone on the mic, just. Yeah. You know, a bit of banter and, you know, yeah. most guys don't mind a bit of banter. No, nah, 100%. Actually, um, Bree and I have joked about she really likes his show on Stan and it's drag queens. Oh, yep. And um, I joked with her and said, what about that for a charity event in Dubbo? Like we get, say, six or seven of, of us yep. with decent profiles and we all dress up as drag queens and we actually have a competition and we could use it as a fundraiser. Yeah. I could see you in a... In because you'd be fine in lycra, so you'd be fine oh, in lycra's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure about walk, walking in high heels. No, nah, that's what I was going to say. That, you know. That's where I kind of, and then, then we could do like a number of different challenges, you know, around putting. Let's say you got to put your own makeup on, or you know, something like that, or whatever. It'd be a bit of fun, but yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I think the the bachelor of a year sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, that boosted the old profile a little bit. Yeah, and, didn't it? Yeah, you know, and then following on from that, I think um, I was already talking to um, yeah. Shari prior to, prior that. to that. Like yeah. we were already friends. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Everyone sort of thought, oh, here, here it is. Shari's, she's, she's, she's won nab- him over. Nabbed, nabbed me. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but yeah. um, no, she had to work a lot harder than that. <laughs> and she's, and and obviously, you know. To, for her to nab the, the Dubbo Bachelor of the Year, it's, it's a big effort. Yeah, I think secretly she tells everyone about it, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. That, I think she probably has um, – I'm surprised she didn't steal the trophy off you, to be honest. Well, I only got this big, huge-looking check thing. Oh, was it? Oh, one of those – But like it's hanging up in the school. shed. It's behind my squat oh. rack if, if you actually want to um, – <laughs> One of those old-school – Look deep into my <laughs> videos on Insta. <laughs> one of those, one of those uh, old-school – Old school yeah, checks. Yeah, huge checks. That yeah. you can't cash. No, nah, nah, can't cash him. <laughs> yeah. She just sits up in my shed. It's, it's good, for, good for display though. Yeah. Huh? No, it's pretty uh, cool though. That is very cool. You know what we're going to do? I want to get – um, we had um, – I popped a thing on our on our Insta and just, just a bit around some questions. Yep. Um, so I've got a few questions here for you, um, which is good. I think it's good to get – like some people just want to know a little bit more about you and stuff like that. Yeah, ask but away. But I've got and, some yeah, – you know, with 
with social media these days, yeah, I've got a couple of mates that have one in particular that's just started bike riding, and yep. he flicks me messages all the time. Oh, yeah. what do you think about this? What do you like this bike? Yeah, how am I going? Things yeah. like that. Like I'm more you're than happy to. to yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously you've got a busy schedule, but you can you always take time for people, so that's the most important thing. Um, all right, Doug Six has asked. Um, what your diet consists of? Oh, this will be interesting. I want to know because you're, you're a macros man, aren't you? Uh, sort of. I, I was a little bit. Yeah. Um, my diet once upon a time in when I was bike riding, I yeah. did not eat chocolate, no cake, yeah. no um, soft drinks, yeah. nothing like that. There was a period there you where treated it was, your body like a temple. It was almost clean as clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. But nowadays, I let myself go a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know. I have oats for breakfast. Yeah. Um, I have numerous protein shakes because I love protein. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm currently <laughs> eating um, prepackaged meals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm on core foods at the yeah. moment, but yeah. um, you've just informed me you're getting muscle. Muscle my meals. Yeah, my, yeah. my muscle chef. Sorry. My muscle yeah, chef yeah, yeah, in yeah. next week. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'll be probably moving on to, to yeah. those. It does um, make life a bit easier. Like a lot of people don't have the time for preparation yeah, and stuff. But it it, it's, it it's, I'm pretty basic. Yeah. Um, you just want a protein source, a carbohydrate and a bit of veggie or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I, I sort of know, I, I played around with my macros for, um, yeah. you know, a couple of months, yeah, worked yeah. out what I needed to eat. Yeah. And now it just, I stay on that. Yeah, and I just awesome. guide on how I feel, how feel and yeah. what my weight's sort of yeah, doing. Yeah. If That's, it starts going through the roof, yeah, well, then it's like, oh, hang on. I've got to pull a look at it again. Yeah. Um, but I'm in that because I spent a couple of months watching yeah. my macros. Yeah. I'm now at that point where I can just you kind eat of know and I know what the sort of quantities yeah. are doing. You kind of know where you're up to and you and you kind of like, I guess you you feel your own body out so you know, know what's happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit the same. Like my new coach is a bit uh, very similar. He's, he's huge on, he's huge on uh, you know, um, macros, calories, et cetera, which is, which is really. Uh, it is the only way to put on weight or to lose weight. Yeah. It's calories in, v calories out. That's right. So it doesn't matter whether you eat a keto, ketogenic diet, a CSIRO diet, whether you copied um, some fitness girl on Instagram's diet or whatever. If you eat too many calories, you get it, fat. Yeah. And, Simple. And, and that's the thing. You just need to gauge what yep. your body's doing to yep. what training you're doing as well. Yep. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll eat different meals prior to different sessions. Yeah. Depending on what I'm doing. If you you're, know, do, imagine if you're doing, you know, you're going to do a heavy leg session. You want to make sure you have some carbs before you yeah. train, things like that. Yep. And then you're going to want to have some carbs post workout. And too. it's trial and error. It's yeah. finding out, like, all right, tuna and rice. Yeah. You might work amazingly on tuna and rice prior to a big leg session. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, something else might be better. Mine, but you've got to try those yeah. things out. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think, like you said, it's it's calories in versus calories out. It's, it's simple. It's pretty simple, especially uh, when you're not. Looking at those one percenters, yeah. Um, just figure out what your macros are. Follow those for a little while, yeah. And then get yourself in a routine of oh, understanding. I'm eating this, yeah. Follow your body weight, and, and it's underst- it's educating yourself about food, so everything has a value. Yeah. So everything you eat or look at has a value. You know, there's X amount of calories in a protein. Gram of protein will give you four calories. So yep. everything is measured. If you yes. me- and if you understand it, I think like I think looking back now, geez, I wish there was education around this growing up because yeah. it would solve so many problems. Yeah. And and like you said to me yesterday that, um, you know, you don't mind a whiskey every yeah, now and then. Exactly. So when you're looking at what food you're putting in, yep. if you're going to have that whiskey, you just take 100 food grams yeah. off yeah. something else. Exactly. And yeah. people need to remember that you can have ice yeah. cream, you can have cake, you can yeah. have a cookie. Yeah. It's all in moderation. 100% because 
if those are the things that bring you joy, and you know, for me, sitting on a Friday night watching a, a, a Roosters victory, as I'm used to lately, <laughs> or, um, you know, having a having a good scotch or a whiskey is, you know, that's that's my oh, that's my fun time. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like this is cool. So to be able to do that, but still be able to keep my body in the in the position that I want to be in, um, you know, you got to make sacrifices to be good at what you yeah, do. But in the same token, you got to you still got to live. Yeah. So yeah. And I think for the average person out there, don't get confused by all these people with shredded six packs and all that sort of stuff because it's it's it's, it's somewhat unrealistic to think you're going to look like a three percent bodybuilder and you it's can't. not going to happen you no. can't you no. just need to be happy in your own skin healthy in your own skin um and you know obviously making goals and, and making changes to your body but they don't yeah have you to might be. want to lose weight but yeah you'd lose weight not to look like some of these magazines no. or, or like you said yeah the, pe- the bodybuilders that or instagram yeah. models that look amazingly fit yeah all the time yeah they're not. They're not. It's it's not. It's not true. They they often they are posting photos and videos from months it, ago. Yeah. Um. And a lot of the times it's because they've done twenty photo shoots. They've just got content coming out their butts everywhere. Yeah. So it's not like that at You've all. You've just got to have a goal for yourself. And progression is the other thing. So if you don't if you don't go away and eat overnight. more food, you don't go away and eat more foods. You're not going to put on more muscle. Yeah. So you kind of have to get a little bit out of shape. Yeah. In shape, out of shape, in shape, out yeah. of shape. So, you've got to be happy at the end of the day. Yeah, hundred percent. I reckon we can only do. I, I, I'd only do a whole show on body diets, and <laughs> training, and stuff like that. Um, all right, next one. Um, the real hug dog, Jason Huggett. He's got. I think he's getting into a bit of cycling, and he sort of asked about three measurements of data that in cycling uh, judge improvement and performance. In your opinion, um, so I guess he's kind of asking the question. There is like, how do you measure in getting better? So uh, me as a professional cyclist, as yep. an athlete, at the top level, we would measure um, cadence, yep. power, and speed. Okay, yep. They're our big three. Your three, yep. As um, a local level athlete, yep. it's how you feel and the work you put in. Yeah. Obviously, if you put the work in, yep. you're going to progress and you're going to get better. Get better, yeah, um, 100%. There's, there's no real data because yeah. there's been sessions where I've felt absolutely amazing. Yeah. And gone shit house. Yeah. There's been sessions where I feel absolutely shit house and my times and power yeah. is off the Richter scale. So you can't just judge go down to, no. to judge. That's if, true. If you're looking at times, yeah. like if you're for a, for a sprint athlete, say in Dubbo, yeah. you've got to take too much into account with yeah. wind and how you feel and, and all those sorts of things. Everything that goes with um, it, yeah. It would just be really how much work you put in. Yeah. Eventually it's going to come out the other end. Absolutely. Um, for yeah. a local level athlete. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, and, if you're, and, and you're going to improve. Yeah. If you're, if you're looking at getting better and better and better, you would just be timing yourself and yeah. looking at your speeds and things like that. For short distance, it's, it's times. Times, yeah. For longer distance, it might be just looking at your average speeds. Yeah. Yeah. And getting better at that. Yeah. yeah. So if you're doing the same, if you're riding 30, let's say 30 Ks, yeah. um, you know, every second day yeah. on this exact same track, yeah. you would just gauge your average speed on those on yeah. those days, basically, and where you're up to. Yeah, yeah. no, that that's good. That's good advice. I think um, I think for a lot of people, they're just they're obviously they're just trying to get uh, trying to figure out a way of, of how they get better. I guess. I, I think I, I think people need to sort of understand that it's not not to overthink it. Yeah. Um, because you don't need to worry at this type of level yeah. too much about all those little one percenters. Yeah. You need to do the big things right and just yeah. do the work. And you'll get the job done. Yeah. Like I, I know exactly what you say. Like some days you walk into the gym and you're like, 
I really don't want to be here today. And then yeah. you have the best session yeah. and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like it's, it's, and then other days you're like, I'm ready, ready to go. You've listened to the music. You walk in. You've watched Ronnie Coleman's greatest hits yep. and you walk in there and you have a shit session. Yeah. So <laughs> the data is hard to yeah. hard to sort of tell because I've, I've seen people win the Olympics yeah. and they've had shit data. Yeah. Um, yeah. And somebody that's had amazing data yeah. – have the worst race of their life. And like in your sport too, like you saw, you talked about the decision-making side of it and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, you, you, you like you said, your data could have been off, but yeah. you make the decision at that very right second yeah. and you could be an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. So it's 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 work in, really. Work yeah. in and you're going to reap the rewards. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And the last one I got here from uh, Jess Boney is advice of somebody who's working towards uh, the personal training industry. Uh, it's very cutthroat. I once upon yeah. a time, well, I I was. I have my Cert Three and Cert Four yep. in fitness um, and strength conditioning. Yep. However, it's very cutthroat. It is, and you need to branch out from your Cert Three and Cert Four and your strength conditioning and find your you niche. Only yeah. learn so much from that. Hundred percent. You really need to have experience in. Yeah. I always say. I can't train a swimmer yeah. because I don't know how what they feel. Yeah, I can't train, albeit I ran um, as a kid in yeah. primary school, I can't go and train a, an athlete of my age yeah. or whatnot to become a 100-metre sprinter. I can yeah. die them in a couple of ways in the gym, yeah. um, but I can't make them fast there. As a bike rider, I'll make you fast Yeah, because yeah. I've got that experience. You've got the experience, As yeah. a bodybuilder. I can't. I can only yeah. guide you so far. So exactly. you've got to, like you said, find that niche. Yeah. But have an understanding of what everyone. Yeah. Um, is after. So you yeah. need to understand if you're getting into that. You need to understand the fundamentals of powerlifting. The yeah. fundamentals of coaching a tennis Functional player. Functional training. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, a soccer player, a yeah. rugby league player. You yeah. need to understand those things, and then yeah. If if you pick up, let's say, a rugby league player as one of your clients, yeah. You need to do a crap ton of research into how, how you're going to help how him. that yep, yeah what you're going to do not just take their yeah. 50 dollars an hour yeah and just give them basic movements basic because stuff that that's not going to progress them yeah. to the level obviously they're coming to you for 100 percent. you've kind of got to like almost go right you're going to be a trainer but then spe- spe- specify and be, su- be specific in what you're, you're going to be good yeah. at yeah. like strength and conditioning is a really good one i think that's something that a lot of people should go do like yeah. if you're going to be a good trainer go and do your your, your um your, your one and twos and stuff in strength and conditioning because you learn so much and the one thing i sort of Everyone should really follow him. Is a strength, a strength, strength, coach. strength coach. Yeah, awesome. He's f- lifting fundamentals, yeah. and it's not just for powerlifters. Yeah, it's for everybody. Well, you look at Marty Tapao. Yeah, the like, footy player. Yeah, he exactly. is. You know, amazingly strong. Yeah. and by training with strength coach, it's yeah. helped him yeah. and his rugby league because the fundamentals of his three main lifts are there. Yeah, and then he's obviously linked in a different coach. Yeah. with. The footy side on the other yeah. other elements that he needs, yeah. and, and it's and it's obviously you know it made him better at his sport and everything like that too. So, but I think it's yeah, it's it's just understanding yeah um, what is required to be the best yeah. in different things. Yeah. Um, and then if somebody comes to you, go, I don't quite that know that knowledge. Find it find out. Find out though. how you can you do know, it. Yeah. Find somebody that does have that knowledge so you can bring it back. To I them. agree. I agree. Yeah. And then, and me putting my business hat on. When I, when I think about a personal training business is you do have to still remember it is a business. Yeah. So you have to have all the fundamentals correct, you know. Yep. How are your clients going to pay you? Uh, are you going to set up direct debit? Um, what's your logo going to look like? What's your brand going to be about? Who are you going to you – know, all those things are important too because just being a good trainer is not going to be profitable. Yeah. You're going to have to be smart. And you need to 
especially if you're getting into it locally, yep. you need to know the feeling of squatting yep. a max weight. Yes. You need to know what a deadlift feels like in a sumo yep. position versus a conventional yep. position, all those sorts of things yep. so that you know what it feels like. Yeah. Like I know what it feels like to go 80 plus K an hour. Yeah. So I can give you that feeling. This is what's going to happen here, yeah. here, and here. This is what you're thinking. So this it's, what you'll it's do. the same sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. No, that's really good advice. I think that, um, you know, uh, the the world definitely needs some be- some more trainers and some better trainers. So by all means, pursue that career, but just make yeah, sure that you just, do the right thing. Just knowledgeable. Yeah, and and know when you don't know the knowledge, or yeah. be honest about. Yeah, actually, I don't know. So that, let, but let, let me find that out. Let me find out. I I know this. For example, yeah, I know this guy that's a cyclist. Let me ask him, and he might have a contact to give me, yeah. or or vice versa, same as you. Yeah, uh, I want to get. You know, into bodybuilding, yeah. they might come and talk to you, yeah. and then you might put them on to someone to else. Someone else. Yeah. Someone who's you know, you know is more specific in that in yeah. that realm. I, I said this the other day to a guy. You know, he's in his buying some supplements and getting and getting himself sorted, and 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 all the, he was spending. You know, he was he was putting quite a bit of money into his gym goals, and I said, oh, have you considered getting yourself a good coach? And he looked at me. He said. I need a coach for, and I said, "Well, mate, you're just spending hundreds of dollars on gym memberships and supplements and clothing, yeah. and and I said, 50 bucks a week will get you a coach to actually get you with a good training plan and some food." Oh, that kind of makes sense. Well, it does because yeah. you've kind of got everything else. Why wouldn't you want to have the the, the main nuts and bolts? Well, and, and uh, it's just le- it's like anything. You yeah. go to school to learn something. So yes. when you get out, you, yeah, you need to then go to somebody else to learn that little part, and then absolutely. you can branch off on it. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's understanding macros. Like yeah. you might start off with a meal plan, and then yeah. they they guide you down on the macros, and then yeah, you, you, you're setting yourself up. So yeah. in the short term, yeah, it's going to cost you, but yeah, you're feeding your own knowledge. So true. because oh, you could be, you can be good at ten things. Or you could be great at two. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, want to be good or do you want to be great? Yeah. So it's like, uh, well, this is the area I'm going to go in. This is what I'm going to specif- um, specify in. So this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. And so on and so forth. So that's it, mate. That's a that's a wrap for today. What yeah, a, thanks, mate. What a show. Yeah. Hell, that was a good, mate. We've been going for an hour and a bit. Heck, yeah, can you right. believe that? That's good. Yeah. Yeah, we've gone for quite some time, which is which is amazing. So I thank you very much for coming on. It did, no, it pleasure, did take me 15 weeks, even though it's episode 13, <laughs> to get you on here. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot in that. There's a lot in the story that we sort of didn't talk about and yeah. there's a lot of ins and outs that yeah. you know we might um just delve into one one part later on yeah and get into the yeah podcast definitely and things like that but definitely um like i said i've been pretty blessed with um the jobs and the friendships yeah. and um that i've that i've had that have the understanding and yeah. and guidance and and push through and um you know and I think it's great that you're still here in Dubbo and you're still, you know, giving back to this community as well. Yeah, I, and and like I said, like my Instagram's open. I don't know everything. Yeah, um, I might know somebody that knows something, or yeah. you know, it might be a generalized question or or anything like that. Like yeah. I'm not very, um, I'm very sporadic on my um, yeah. posts on Instagram, but um, I'm always available if like yeah. it is. A, uh, cycling question or it could be a life yeah. question it could be anything anything that somebody yeah. wants to know yeah just yeah. it could be an, a, somebody who's pursuing something or anything at all I mean I know, I know you're very open and you chat to everybody so there's no issues there what's your Instagram it's panda.strength isn't panda. it panda.strength yeah the panda bear yeah yeah it used to be just my name and then I just thought oh I'm getting pretty strong yeah um, changed it to panda and I just wanted panda because yeah. that was a, a nickname my nef- nephew yeah, gave used me to have. Um, yeah. um, a while ago and uh, <laughs> couldn't just have the panda because obviously you know Oh, there's four million of them, and yeah. I didn't want Panda one seven five 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 nine nine nine. So um, you went with Panda Strength. So we just added strength in there. Perfect. You know, bit of strength. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. it just goes hand in hand, really. So. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, absolutely. Well, thanks, Andrew. We mate, really appreciate having you on, mate. And um, thanks, guys, for listening. And, um, yeah, you, like I said, panda.strength is Andrew's Instagram, so you can reach out to him on there. Um, or uh, if you want to, alternatively, you can get us on the at the Mass Effect podcast, which is our Instagram handle as well. Thank you, guys. And that is episode 13, and we appreciate your listening.